Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. The reason why we do this, my dad used to say, you're in training for reigning. Reason why we do this, you say, well, Pastor Ronnie, just eating up time and you're going to keep us here longer. Well, if that's what it takes to get it in you, I will do that. Listen very carefully. The reason why we do this and we handpick these songs is so when the pressure comes, because it's coming, individually, corporately, nationally, when the pressure comes, you know, this morning I brushed my teeth. And when I brushed my teeth, in order to brush them, I wanted toothpaste on my toothbrush. I put pressure on the tube and what was in it came out. So when the pressure comes, I want this song to be pushed out. You understand? I want this song to rise to the top. <laughs> Richard was talking to me just a week or two back. And he had a situation that he had to deal with. And he was being chewed out by somebody. And, you know, flesh wants to just... I'm, I'm putting it in my terms. He didn't say that. But he said, all of a sudden, while this person was chewing me out. Something rose up in here. Why should I worry? Why should I care? <laughs> Are you following me? Glory to God. This is going to be important. More important as the days ahead. Glory to God. Hallelujah. A high five and say, I got it. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I want to welcome those that are viewing by live stream as well. And uh, the Lord is spreading, getting the word out. And uh, we just want to welcome you. And by the way, I just want to say this to you. All those that give here today or have been giving online that may not even be here, there are people that give that are not here in the city. We want to say thank you for investing evidently in what you're hearing. You must believe it or you must receive it. And you've been, you've been very faithful about it, and we want to say thank you. Son and I appreciate it. We cannot reward you. However, you better be glad. Because God's promises are bigger than anything we could afford. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, I want to get right into this. First John chapter 4, I mean chapter 5. We'll read it out of the 
Oh, we're going to dismiss right now the 180. 180. That's our youth ministry. They're going over the same stuff we're going over. But in 1 John, let's go there. It's kind of like our theme verse that we've been dealing with probably for the last, I don't know, number of weeks. Very important. 1 John chapter number 5, verses 4 and 5. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Overcometh the world. And this is the victory. Everybody say victory. Now listen very carefully. God wants his people to get used to winning instead of being used to whining. When we're whining, we're not using the victory. And he says very plainly, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. That's why it's so important that you don't get human faith mixed up with God's faith. God's faith always works. In fact, I'm going to make this statement. Faith and the Word of God are synonymous. I could say it another way. I said it Thursday this way. It's in, they're inseparable. They're one and the same. In fact, if you want to know the truth, faith is the essence of God. The God kind of faith. You follow? There's a big difference and sometimes... The church has been caught up in letting the world define faith. And because they do it, they just think it's human confidence. And so many people will go to church and when they hear the subject of faith, they go out of the church and they do this. They, they stir up human confidence and then it, when it plays out, because human confidence plays out, uh, then they say, well, I tried that faith stuff and it don't work. No, the Word of God tried you, you don't work. Okay? Because there's going to be a trial of this faith. But Peter said it this way, the trying of this faith is more precious than gold that perishes. Because it will be found under the praise and the glory of God. So the God kind of faith doesn't quit. The God kind of faith will never compromise. Are you following me? The God kind of faith won't reach across the aisle. I'll put it another way. Ride the fence in order to get along. Now listen carefully. I know many people don't want to hear this. But Jesus said, you think that I've come? He said, I came to divide. The word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder. Everybody say divide. divide. Now, what is, it, what is it dividing? The flesh, the world, and the devil from God. Jesus comes along in order for us to have access 
to God the Father, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and have the privilege, listen carefully, the right, the privilege, the authority to use his very own faith to overcome a system, or in this case, I'll say it this way, systems that the devil has influenced. Okay? And what has happened is we have, I hope I can say this and get it out right, the pronunciation, compartmentalized faith. Here's what we've done. We take faith on Sunday morning and then go out of the services and, and kept it inside the building. Thinking, listen carefully, thinking that we don't want to offend anybody. Listen, Jesus didn't want to offend anybody, but he did. The truth offends. Okay? And we go, go out here and we leave it in here and guess what? How many of you know that you face life outside of here? Wow, that was pathetic. How many of you know you face life outside of this building? We're here to get instruction. I'm, this is my purpose. This is my call. To give you instruction and understanding and equip you to go out there in this ugly, nasty, devil-infested world and overcome it. Not compromise with it. I'm jumping ahead of the game. I'm, I, was, I told myself you're not going to preach. And I ain't even got the first verse done. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth is Jesus is the Son of God. If you believe Jesus is the Son of God, then guess what? Jesus came to position you to win over these systems that are against you. And colluding the political system. Okay. There is a process. Well, let me go to Hebrews 11.1 1, while we're here. Hebrews 11.1 1 in the King James says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The word substance means the essence of God. It means, it means the person of God. So faith is the very person of God. The God kind of faith is the very person of God. Now, I want to take this same verse and I'm going to interchange it with something. Another phrase. The reason why I want to do this is because of what Romans says, chapter 10. Romans says that the word is nigh thee. And he goes on to describe what word? The word of faith which we preach. The word of faith. So the word of faith, we could say it this way, the word of God and his faith are synonymous. 
You cannot divide the two. So if you look at Hebrews 11.1, 1, we could say it like this. Now the word of God is the substance of things hoped for, and the word of God is the evidence of things not seen. He goes on to say, we could put it like this in verse 2. By it or by the word of God, we understand that the worlds were framed. You go back to Genesis, God spoke the essence of his being into a situation that was totally contrary to what God's being is. In him, James says, is no darkness at all. None. But the earth was without form and void, and darkness covered the deep. And God spoke the essence of his being into a set of circumstances that contradicted God's own character and nature. Are you understanding? This is very, very important that you grab this. So the word of God and the faith of God are one and the same. We can put it like this. Now faith. Now the word of God. Now the word of God. And then verse 6, it says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. We can say it another way. But without the word of God, it is impossible to please God. Impossible. For he that cometh to the word of God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek the word of God. Now, I'm, I'm saying that for a reason. As a pastor, I've seen many people come down here, hear the gospel, go through the confession of making Jesus Lord, but then never make the word of God Lord. And then they go out there and fall flat on their face. And then they come up with all the excuses on why their faith did not work. It did not work because you forsook the word of God. Now I say you, I'm talking about the person. You understand? I want you to grasp the word of God has to be first and final authority for life. The faith of God is your authority. That means legal right privilege. So if that's what our, listen carefully, even in our founding of this nation, that's what made America unique. Because our founding fathers of this nation begin to establish a nation based upon the Word of God. Okay? It's not, it's different. You can say whatever you want to, and I know that this is not politically correct for an insane secular world right now. But it's absolute. It wasn't based, listen, it's based on, on, on Jewish and Christian principles found in the Bible. 
and the church has apologized for it. And that's why we're in the mess we're in. Now, God is raising up now and stirring up again where there is roots that need to be stimulated. And it's being stimulated. As long as the devil can keep you quiet, he'll have his way. For 40 days, Goliath intimidated. Intimidated. Do you understand what intimidated means? It means made timid. Quiet down. Hush up. Don't be bold. We've got, we'll take care of you, lion dogs. Are you following me? You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, you're trying to get political. Well, you might as well gear up for it. It's coming. And if we, the church doesn't stand up this time, I'm not sure there's going to be another one. I'm just not sure. Okay. Y'all love Jesus. And I only got to the first part. You see, the Word of God, the Word of God, I'm talking about the written Word right now. We, we know the, the person of Jesus is the Word, the written Word made flesh and dwelt among us. We understand that. He exemplified that. That's what He came to do. Fulfill these, the Word of God so you could see what it looks like. Now, why would He want us to see what it looks like? To follow Him. What did he say to the disciples? Disciples. I didn't say churchgoers. What did he say to the disciples? Come. Come what? Follow me. Do as I do. Jesus followed the Father. Whatever I see the Father do, that's what I do. Whatever I hear the Father say, that's what I repeat. That's what I'm saying. And the church hasn't done that. But God is stirring up the roots again. Listen, let me tell you something. You'll never get rid of an intimidating devil until you boldly, with the Word of God, stand up against it. The children of Israel that heard Goliath for 40 days hid behind the rock instead of using the rock. They thought their safety was hiding behind the rock and listening to this daily intimidation. But here you have a young, young lad, teenager, by the way. I'm glad the teenagers are not in here because if they were in here, it would make us look sad. But a teenager who had been alone with God says, what are you hiding behind the rocks? Who is this clown? That's my terminology. Right? That's what I say. Who is the clowns? They think that they decide our freedom. Are you listening? Our freedom comes from Jesus Christ. 
Are you, hear, are you hearing me? I, I know that this, but I'm, I'm emphatic about it. And I know that some religious heads can't take it. I get it. You either love me or you don't. I don't, I don't say hate me. <laughs> Zona decided to love me anyway. You see, you and I need to understand that God's not pleased. He said, I'm not pleased with those that draw back from using my word. It says it in chapter 10 of Hebrews, last, last part, just before it goes to chapter 11. But we are not of those that draw back. For we are the just, and we live by the faith of the Son of God. We can say it another way. We are the just. We live by the word of God and we won't draw back. Now in the middle of that, you may be, you may be mocked. But what is mockery? They mock Jesus. They mock the prophets. How would you like to be Noah working on that, that big ark for 120 years? Every day he says it's going to rain. Every day he says it's going to rain. Every day he said it's going to do something you ain't ever seen. Every day, every day, every day. And they mocked him. But he was acting on the word of God. Every day, every day. Everybody say every day. Listen, he didn't, he didn't reserve it for Sundays. Every day, every day, every day, every day. Faith is for every day. Glory to God. I know I won't be through today. Y'all are not surprised. The word, faith, let me put it this way. The word of God gives you the will of God. God does not speak something that's not his will. Are you following me? It is the will of God that righteousness be brought to this nation. The word of God already tells us very plainly, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Let's take it out of that. We'll, set it up. we'll take it out of the national level and let's put it a little bit different. Righteousness will exalt your home but sin will be a reproach to your household. I didn't say that. I'm just smart enough to agree with it. Are you following me? These are definites. Now listen, listen, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you dearly. I really do. That's why I'm speaking straight to you. You cannot get the blessing of God and walk in the ways of the world. You sabotage your own blessing. I've had people get mad at me, and I know they get mad at me. But I'm going to tell you, the world's consensus about, about uh, how would I say it? Deholizing. <laughs> 
marriage, it's okay. It's no big deal. In fact, our churches are full of people that don't think it's a big deal. God says it's a big deal. What does that mean? The blessing that's on holy matrimony cannot get on your relationship until you follow the God pattern. Now, that's not to condemn anybody. That's to help somebody to repent, to change the way you're thinking. I can take my hand, listen, no matter how good I can, how good we feel in the service, I can take my hands and put them on your head every service. And you can, you can feel the presence of God and still reject with the follow through. And when you do, you left the feeling in the service, but it's not in your everyday life. And these people will say, well, now you're just trying to be hard. I ain't trying to be hard. I'm trying to give you the truth. We've done this so long that now perversion is even entered in. And people say, well, pray for me. Well, I'm going to pray for you that you come to the knowledge of the truth. Because praying for you to be comfortable with disobeying God is not going to work. Where has that gotten us so far? Glory to God. Y'all still here? You still love Jesus? The Word of God is where you find the will of God. Dad used to say it this way, faith comes where the will of God is known. When you don't think, when you're not sure of the will of God, you won't have any confidence in it. You'll, you'll be in the question mark, the doubt area. Question, it's a question mark. Question mark. You question it. Okay? Now God's not afraid of your questions. He'll just let time reveal it to you. I, I don't know if everybody heard that. Anytime, I, anytime that God ever told me something and I, I, I didn't obey it, you know, Jonah, guess what happened? God just said, okay, I'll let my word be revealed to you. And guess what? Sometimes you can have it where you, you know, you just hear it and say, I embrace it, run with it. Other times you just, your head, because it's, you know, fleshly thinking, wrestles with it. God says, okay, I'll just give it time. Yeah, let me ask you, do you think God's upset with everything that's going on in the world? Are you kidding me? I want to give you a real picture of where Jesus is at. Jesus is sitting on the throne with a crown on his head, with a scepter of righteousness in his right hand, and he's, you know what he's doing at the nations? He's laughing at them. You've got to be joking me. The Bible says he's laughing at them. You and I, we're here on the earth, and we're, because oh, 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 oh. we don't take the word of God seriously. But any time I've ever failed, it was a failure of Ronnie Allen. It wasn't a failure of the word of God. There is a process to faith that people don't want to deal with. 
And if there's a failure, it's, it's a failure to follow through the process. That process is to hear the Word of God, meditate it. Meditate it has to do with getting it internalized. I don't want to take too much time with all that. But, and then the third one is to say it. Now you're saying it because you've internalized it. You believe it. You hold it to be true. Now when you say it, you're saying it with authority. Okay? And then when you say it with authority, then you act on it. There has to be an action associated with it. Do you understand? Faith is a, is a noun or a substance. A noun we would use in the, King, in the English language. But it is also an action word. It's a verb. the corresponding action to the belief that the Word of God is so when everybody else thinks it's a joke and thinks it's old-fashioned and thinks that it doesn't work when everybody else is doing that, you believe it with your heart that I'm going to stay true to the Word of God and I am going to absolutely cause my life to come in corresponding action to what God said. When you do that, you'll never fail. Peter said that. He said, you go find this in 1 Peter. He said, if you'll do this and these things be in you, you shall never, never fall. Christians fall all the time and it's a failure of the process. Are you listening? So many Christians, we've all been lied to. Oh, man. We've all been lied to in this respect. And, and our society has helped us with it. In fact, they've intimidated us into doing it. And here it is. Here's the lie. The lie is you can go to church on Sunday morning. In fact, in, in, in a communistic country, they'll let you go to church. as long as you don't take the church with you. What happened to church out there? They don't mind you staying within the four walls. We've done the same thing in America. Socialistic spirit has gotten a hold of America to keep us inside this building. And it's not until you get outside this building, your faith is outside this building, is your life going to change. It has to be outside this building. Has to be in your everyday life. The word of God is so, and it works, and it works every time. All right, y'all still love Jesus. Now, I just got what Dad said out. The will of God is the word of God. Now listen carefully. Well, let's just go to Mark chapter four. I won't have time to deal with all of it, but I do think it's important. In this chapter, Jesus tells of a parable of a sower sowing seed. The first part of this chapter deals with that parable. A parable is a story that compares, listen carefully, earthly truths 
with heavenly truths. In fact, what makes it an earthly truth, it was because it was already true in heaven. You follow? In the heavenly realm. And he tells this parable to a crowd of people. After the crowd of people left, he begins to expound on it in verse 13 to his disciples because they came to him after the crowd left. And he said, Lord, what does this mean? Verse 13, Jesus said, Know ye this parable. In other words, if you don't know this parable, how then will you know all parables? This is the granddaddy of all parables. If you do not get this one, then you cannot comprehend the others. And here it is. And these are they by the, uh, the, the sower. Verse 14, the sower sows the word. Now remember, the word and faith are synonymous. We could say it like this. The sower sows faith seeds. Everybody say faith seeds. What are faith seeds? The word of God. Sows them. Watch carefully as it unfolds. And these are they by the wayside where the word or faith seed is sown. But when they've heard, Satan comes immediately. When does he come? Immediately. immediately. Listen carefully. Before you get out of this building, into your car, Satan's going to come. And he usually comes with a thought. In fact, you could be in this building while I'm sowing this seed. And you can have a thought that's got you in the South 40 or contradicting and not being on the same page. You know, when people come to church, they all have their agendas. Y'all love Jesus, don't you? You better pray that I stay led by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I love y'all. I know I get emphatic, but I, 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 it, it, and I'm dogmatic about it. You know why I am? I'm convinced. I believe it. Okay. These are they by the wayside when the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan comes immediately. Notice this. After they've heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. Who? When they've heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. They get all excited. I'm glad you're excited. I want you to be excited. You're supposed to be excited. But you have to have root. And have no root where? In themselves. Listen carefully. In themselves. It has to be settled in your heart. Afterwards... When affliction or persecution arises, notice this, afterwards, affliction and persecution arise. That means pressure will come. And notice that it would, what it arises for, for the word's sake. The devil is afraid of the word of faith in your heart. He's absolutely petrified 
of the word of faith in your heart. Glory to God. Notice this, after when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately these that have no root, they get offended. Now, how many of you are going to be honest with yourself today? Not the rest of you can go home. I'm wasting my time if you're not going to, you're going to be honest. You that are viewing by live stream, we're talking to you too. How many of you have ever went to a church service and the word of God was preached or taught and it offended you. I've been offended. I've gotten mad. Zona and I can tell you we was in a church service one time in Victoria in a minister's meeting. Everybody's having a good time. They're receiving it with gladness. They're all excited. Zona's laughing, having a good time, and she saw me just stewing. Just stewing. And she punched me like this. What's the matter with you? I said, it ain't funny. <laughs> and I'm surprised that people around me, they probably did hear me. I said, it ain't funny. God was dealing with me internally, and guess what? The speaker has to jerk my chain. Now, they didn't know this, but for weeks and months, I had asked God for an answer. And the answer that flesh wanted is poof, the magic dragon manifests. That's what people think a miracle is. I say, I want to hear from God. I, I want a prophecy. I want a prophecy. Now, don't misunderstand me. That's the gifts of the Spirit, and we believe in them here. I want to hear a word, but I got a word that day that offended me. You better be careful what you want, because you could believe, be believing the wrong thing, and God jerks your chain with the truth, and you don't want to accept it. I love y'all. Y'all want me to stick with the Bible, don't you? All right. Immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word of faith, and, watch this, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, and choke the word, and the word of faith, and it becometh unfruitful. Now, I want to tell you, this is probably one of the things that I've seen most often as a pastor. Dealing with people. Trying to keep them consistent, faithful. They get sidetracked with the cares of this life. Deceitful riches. Now listen, there's nothing wrong with riches. It's the deceitfulness that's deadly. and the lust of other things. All of a sudden now, the, this is what the world's system does. It feeds your earthly, sensual 
devilish desires to the point that you prefer that desire above the Word of God. Now, here's how we know. When you come to church to get your desires met. There have been people that went to mega churches only to go to mega churches to find out how they can conduct business with the crowd. Do you know what spirit that is? That's the spirit of the money changers that Jesus drove out of the temple. There are people in mega churches, the only reason why they go is because a lot of people go there so I can conduct business. This is good for my business. They have no intention of advancement of the kingdom of God. None. There are people like that. And yet when you ask them or you say, oh yes, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I've confessed him with my mouth. But guess what they did? They've heard the word of faith and now it becomes unfruitful because their desire is bigger than the word of God. I know that this is straightforward. But you understand, we're running out of time. You're here to learn how and what God wants you to do and activate it in your everyday living so that the word of faith will be seen. I'm almost, I'm almost getting to where I want to go. Watch carefully. And verse 20. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it, bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and 100 fold. Now stop right there for just a second. What we have seen is four classes of people. Four classes. This also shows us that only about 25% will do it. And God didn't make the choice on who would do it. He told the children of Israel the same thing. He said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I said, blessings and cursings before you. Now choose. You have to choose this. You got to choose it. One of the greatest lies that we have told the world that doesn't know Jesus is all you have to do is go through this ritual of repeating a prayer and you're saved. Now, pay attention. That's not what Peter said on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Repent. They ask him, what, 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 what must we, we do then? What must we, we do? And he said, repent. You know what repent means? Turn around. Quit following the world, the flesh, and the devil. Turn around and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost which is unto you and your children after you. You follow? This is not about, this is not about, uh, 
filling a building. This is about filling the kingdom of God. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. God's talking to me about something in me. Okay. Now, he goes into verse 21. I want to go there. This is where we need to get to. Right here. Verse 21. And he said unto them. Now, every time I've ever studied this, I got to this point and I said, okay, that's the end of the subject. I mean, he, he made it, and that's the end of the subject. But that he didn't quit talking. The narrator put it in there, and he said unto them, Jesus is still talking. Are you with that? So he hadn't changed his mind. He's still preaching to him. He's teaching now his disciples. And he said unto them, A is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed? Or is it not to be set on a candlestick? I'm asking you a question because I'm going to set you up for the answer. How many of you take a candle and put it under your bed? How many of you take a candle and, you know, hide it somewhere? Put a lid on it. Everybody say lid. lid. Put a lid on it. How many of you know that when you put a lid on a burning candle, guess what happens? It goes out. It does what? Now you're understanding what uh, this generation has done. The spirits that's in this generation has wanted to put out the word of faith in your heart on a daily basis. That's why they want you to stay silent. All right. Preaching now. If you take the candle and you put it on a candlestick, everything that was hidden is going to be brought to the surface. Are you here? Everything that is hidden is going to be brought up. There won't be anything which will not be manifest. Now you know why the devil wants to put a lid on it. He don't want it manifested. Pay attention right here. Whether or not you like it, I'm going to just make the statement, that's up to you. You have a right to go repent. That's why God brought in Donald Trump. He sounded the alarm. He sounded the alarm, and you wouldn't know what was going on in America had he not sounded that alarm. I'm not trying to be political here. I'm trying to give you understanding. You know why he had to use Donald Trump? Because the church didn't do it. Church didn't do it. In fact, God told in the book of Haggai, y'all know where Haggai is? In the book of Haggai, the, 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 the temple laid in ruin, Jerusalem laid in ruin. Over 15 years earlier, God sent them to rebuild Jerusalem. 
You know what their attitude was? Their attitude was, it's not time to rebuild Jerusalem. It's not time. You know what God said to them? He finally said, listen, you mean to tell me you're going to go into your house, stay in your house, while this temple is in ruin? And he said, you want to know something? He said, it's in... you." This is, you, you, you go out into your fields and you sow much seed, but you get, gather in little. You get a job. You go to work to put your money in pockets that have holes in them. He said, if you will get a, about my father's business, I'm just putting it this way. If you will get urgent, about building what I won't build, then I'll shake the heavens and the earth for the gold and the silver is mine. But he said, it's not, you're going you're gonna to eat, you're going to try to eat much and not be satisfied. You're going to work hard and you're never going to get to a, a completion of it. Why? Because you're not building my kingdom. You're not doing what I want done. Do you know why God brought you into the kingdom for such a time as this? So we could be the authority God created us to be and have a voice in a generation that's lost and dying. Listen to what he said. If there be anything hid, it shall be made manifest. Neither was there anything kept secret, but that it shall become abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. The word of God in your mouth and in your heart is what needs to be seen in a generation that's full of darkness. That's what God understood when the darkness was up on the face of the deep. He, they, the darkness needed to hear the light come out of God. Glory to God. He said, any man has ears to hear, let him hear. I know some of you praying, hurry up, Pastor Ronnie. Verse 24, and he said unto them, the narrator is saying, he said unto them, he's still talking. And he says, take heed what you hear. For with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you. And to him that hath shall more be given. How you measure, listen carefully. You measure what you hear by how you hear. Zona reminded me that on the way to church today. Ronnie, you're not listening. <laughs> You got to measure it. How do you measure it? How do you compare it with what? What do you compare it with? For 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 decades, people have gone to church and have mismeasured the word of God. Okay. And God is saying, "I'm taking the veil off. I want you to hear what's going on. This is the last of the last days, my friend. This is not business as usual."
said, take heed what you hear. What you hear is determined on how you hear it. If you've got a secular attitude, you're going to hear the word of God in secularism. Do you understand what I'm, what I'm saying? You have to treat the word of God with holiness, respect with the fear of the Lord. If you'll do so, this is God speaking. He's my creator. He created me. I didn't create him. In other words, God created me. He didn't have me or I am not to be creator of my God. Do you understand the difference? And how you look at it is different. You see, people that create religion go through the formality of dead works. It doesn't work. But people who let themselves be created by the God that created the Word of God, those people treat it with respect and holiness. You understand the difference? How you hear is what you hear. And that's how you're going to measure what's going on. Stay with it. For he that hath, to him that will be given. From him that hath not, from him shall be taken away even that which he hath. And another translation, from what he seems to have or what he thinks he has. Now let me give that to you, verses, verse 24. I want to just give this to you. This is what the message translation, I mean the passion translation puts it. As you do, more understanding will be given more understanding will be given as you do. You have to do it. Hearing is not sufficient. Faith comes, but you have to do it. You have to act on it. Well, maybe this side over here get excited. It's not sufficient to hear it. You have to do it. You have to do it. And the more you do it, the more you'll understand it. And more understanding will be given to you. If you don't, you're just trying to come to church to analyze it. Then guess what? You won't get the understanding of it. And you don't really know it. In fact, Pastor Zona mentioned this on a Thursday, a few Thursdays ago. Understanding is the completion of knowing. Understanding is the completion of knowing. God wants you to understand him. Here's another lie that religion has told us because we've had men trying to explain God from the pulpit that doesn't know him. You're not supposed to understand God. God wants you to understand him. Let me ask you a question. How many of you got children? When you was raising up your children, didn't you want your children to understand you? That's why you wanted them to do what you wanted them to do. Because you wanted them to understand. This is how this house runs. God is the same way. Why do you think you have that attitude as a parent? That came from God. I lovingly will tell my children, do this. Bringing them up. 
Why? Because the more they do it, they're going to understand me. Now, Nita hasn't told me this in a long time, so Nita, you need to pat me on the back here soon. But I have at different times had each one of my children tell me when they grew up and got older and had kids of their own, Dad, now I understand. (laughs) Why? Because they did it. All right. Y'all still love Jesus? Okay, you still with me? Just for a little bit longer. Not too much, but just a little bit. Okay? Because when I, this is going to wind up on a bang. Okay? He's still talking. He said, for the kingdom of God is as if a man cast seed into the ground. This is the way the king, he's still talking about the same subject matter. So the kingdom of God is as as a man cast seed into the ground. He should sleep and rise day and night. The seed should spring and grow and he knoweth not how. How many of you remember in science class you put a little bean in the, in the cup and they tried to tell you with theory how it works but the only way you're going to get the understanding of what I gave you with theory is to do it. So they put the little bean in the cup, put it on the window seal, and watched it for days and then all of a sudden about 10 days later it starts bringing up and starts growing. You follow? Okay. This is what Jesus is telling his disciples. Glory to God. Oh, please don't check out on me yet. For the earth bring forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, and after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately putteth in the sickle because the harvest is come. God's about to bring this to the harvest. We've talked about faith for decades. And God is requiring the church to do faith. And he said, still again, he's still talking. Where uh, where unto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? One translation puts it like this. Let me see. How can I make this comparison to you? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh. Put that in, if, you got, if you're underlining in your Bible, put this down. He, 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 when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh. When it is sown in the heart, the word of God groweth up and you become what has been sown. You become the nature and the character of the seed. And God has been waiting for the church. We get every Sunday morning, we've been preaching this. I'm not just talking about Omega Church. I'm talking about as a whole. We've been preaching this stuff and being compartmentalized inside the building. And God says, you've got to do this on the outside. If you'll do this on the outside, you'll become what it says to do. You'll become it. Do you know that Jesus said we are the salt and the light of the earth? We. Oh, my goodness. I love y'all. 
I really do. I love you. That's the reason why I'm really bearing down on this. And it becometh greater than all the herbs shooting out great branches. Do you know that the word of God sown in your heart groweth up and becometh greater than all that you're confronted with? So that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. And with many such parables spake he unto them as they were able, able, remember attitude? How you hear is what you hear. Able to hear it. And without a parable he spake not unto any uh, uh, to, to them. And when they were all alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. So he broke it all down after the crowd left. The same day. Everybody say the same day. The same day. Turn to your neighbor and say, the same day today. Okay, I want you to get this. The same day when the evening was come. Remember the parable over here that he explained, Satan cometh when? Immediately. Everybody say today. Okay, listen carefully. The same day when the evening was come, he said to them, let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him uh, even as he was in the ship, and there was also other little ships with him. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat on the ship, so it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto them, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, the disciples, he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now he just been all day long. Not only telling them parables, but explaining to them what these parables meant all day long. All day. Remember, faith and the Word of God are one and the same. I cannot have faith without the Word of God, and I can't have the Word of God without faith. Are you following? So faith was present. I imagine some of them probably thought, well, you know, we got this. The crowds are gone. We're somebody special. Jesus explains everything to us. Remember what he said. It's like the word of God that is sown. You have to not only hear it, you must do it. And when you do it, an understanding will come. He was giving them a chance to do it. You mean to tell me Jesus was ignorant of the storm that it was coming? No, he knew it was coming. But he gave them an emphatic word. Here was the word. Let's go to the other side. He didn't say, let's go to the other side if it's come. Did he say that? He didn't say that. He said, let's go to the other side. 
that word that he spoke had the substance to get them to the other side. Do I have to kick that chair out? It had enough substance because that was the essence of his being. The essence of his being promised to you in a promise is sufficient, listen carefully, is sufficient, more than capable, more than capable, glory to God, to fulfill what was promised. What did he promise them? Let's go to the other side. He didn't say, let's attempt to go to the other side. And if the storm rises or an excuse comes along or an opinion of somebody else that's different from that. Hello. Are y'all still here? Y'all going to let me finish this? Glory to God. You'll want to hear this 10 times. (laughs) He says, why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind should obey him? He's been telling them all along. The authority. Do you know, authority means you're authorized. Faith has to be used on purpose. Or the purpose of faith is lost. It was purposed. Jesus said, we're going to the other side. Are you you comprehending that? Taking a minute, this is so critical that you understand. They were caught up that the winds obeyed him. They're saying, listen, the authority by which he commanded the winds He's saying it was available to you. If you would have let me sleep, you could have done this. We'll put it another way. Here's where we're at in the church. Jesus is on the throne in heaven. He is at rest. Pay attention now. He is at rest. When he said it is finished, he was saying my part of doing it is over. Now you do what you've seen me do. Now if you apply this to every aspect of your life, You're going to see your life will never be the same. Let me give you this last part. When Jesus looked at them and said, why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? The Passion Translation puts it like this. And it's important to hear it. The circumstances took away the faith they heard. The circumstance. Now listen carefully. Remember a few weeks ago, 
I said, faith the facts. The fact may be true, but it's not the truth. It may be a fact. Our, our generation is in a mess. But we're going to take the facts and we're going to use God's faith on it. Now, in case you think I'm stretching that, it was a fact in Genesis chapter 1 that the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. That was a fact. That was true. But it wasn't the truth. Because the, the truth came out of the heart of God and said, let there be light, and there was light. That's what you need to understand. Now, what is a circumstance? A circumstance is defined this way. A fact or condition connected with or relevant to an event or action. A fact, I'm going to read that one more time. A fact or condition connected with or relevant to an event or action. The root word to circumstance means to encircle or encompass. So the devil wants to take the word or your faith and encircle it with a fact to keep you from corresponding with the faith and be subdued by the fact. Are you listening? To be subdued by it. That's why the devil wants you to be quiet because that word of faith has to be in your mouth. You've got to say it because you believe it. I'm going to say it out loud and I don't give a flip if you like it or not. You know, not too long ago, there was a big complaint. We don't want you praying when you go out to eat over your meal. Uh, you know what I got to say to you? Now, I'm going to show you how irrelevant and, and we like somebody else to take the lead. Somebody else stick your neck out there. So if it's chopped off, I know to stay back. That wasn't the, that wasn't the apostles and the disciples in the book of Acts. What would you do? You know, years ago, I'm going to give you an explanation. When I was very, I was, God was working. He had to work intimidation out of me. Zona and I went to eat at a restaurant downtown. It was stupid on my part. And Zona ordered, I don't it was a steak, wasn't it? It's kind of, I don't know, it may have been an anniversary. I don't know what it was. So it was kind of upper class, you know, one of me. You do that once in a while. And so we were over there, and she had ordered a steak. And then she turned to the waiter when they brought the steak and said, could you bring me some ketchup? I, I, 
I don't even know if we got, I don't even know we got ketchup. Let me, let me, let me look. And so they went back there to, to get ketchup and they brought her soy sauce or something, right? Afterwards, all right. Well, it, the, waiter, the waiter left to go get what she could find. In the meantime, she evidently told the chef. And the chef came out. Chewed her out for wanting ketchup on the steak he just cooked. Made a big scene. And I'm kind of, you know, this. Let's don't, everybody's looking. <laughs> Today I'm saying, look at me. Everybody, everybody was, you know, looking. Made a big scene. Made Zona want to crawl underneath, you know, the, the table. And I was just kind of, you know, ketchup is not a big deal, guy. And then finally, the, the, he left, and the, the waitress brought out a deal of soy sauce. Well, she don't like soy sauce. And I look at myself today. You couldn't pull that crap on me today. That's what it was. I could kick myself over and over again for not being bold enough to say, you want this steak? You're about to get it. <laughs> Doesn't matter how she wants it. You just get it. You go buy it. Give me the manager. Do you know what society's done that to us? Take away your freedom. You're going to eat it and like it the way I give it to you. even if it means going against your own morals. Are you following me? Now I'm going to tell you, you better get, get ready for it. Listen very carefully. They are already, already, already preparing you for the pandemic. They're telling you what they're going to do. They were so successful in the last election, that's what they're going to do this time to try to see if they can get their same guy elected again. Listen, the word of faith, the word of God is not theory. It's not speculation. It's the reality of God. And if you're so concerned about failure, then it's pretty evident you're not in faith. Well, I'm intimidated about That's exactly what the devil wants you to be, intimidated. David did not give it a second thought to go after Goliath. The Bible says he ran to meet him. Didn't give it a second thought. All right, I'm going to stop right there. This is the way we're going to deal with this. If you got something that's been intimidating you 
Intimidation is just nothing more than a spirit of fear. Some area of your life, and it's been intimidating you, harassing and intimidating you. I want you to get down here right now because we're going we're gonna to handle it. Glory to God. Today. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Someone can you help me? Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now listen, you that are out there, listen very carefully. You may be confident right now, but I'm going to promise you the devil's going to roar. The Bible says he roars as a roaring lion. It didn't say he was one. He roars. Something's going to holler at you. So you need to be in agreement right now that the spirit of intimidation is broken over them on this issue. Glory to God. Glory to God. Would you lay hands on them? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every form, every spirit, every symptom, every opinion of the devil is broken in the name of Jesus. Devil, you're a liar. The fact that you're coming up against them is you're afraid that they're going to grip this reality of who they are in Jesus. Greater is he that is within them than he that is in the world. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The battle has already been won and now we take him at his word. Glory be to God. You that are viewing by live stream or listening to podcast, if you had something that's been harassing and intimidating you, today God wants to break that spirit of intimidation off of you. It's time for you to speak boldly what you believe. In concern about the opinions of others. Even doctors, government officials. Are you listening to me? You need to decide I'm going to believe God and I'm going to take Him at His word and I'm not backing off. I am the just. I live by faith and I won't draw back. Glory to God. The word of God is so. It's so. Glory to God. It's the reality of God. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. You're healed. Not going to be. You are healed. Glory to God. 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 You're healed. Somebody grab that right now. You're healed. 
You take it right now. Now is the Word of God. Right now is the, is the Word of God my substance that I base my believing on. I'm healed. Glory to God. 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 You got to speak it boldly. Boldly you speak it. Boldly you speak it. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Glory be to God. We give you praise. We give you honor. Heaven and earth are passed away, but your word stands sure forever. Glory be to God. We thank you, Father, that your grace, your grace, your grace, your grace, your influence, the influence of your word surrounds us like a shield. Glory be to God. We hear your voice clearly. And the voice of another we will not follow. Say that with me. The voice of another, voice of another. I will not follow. I will not follow. Glory, Glory to God. No intimidation. Say it out loud. No intimidation. Will be able to persuade me to leave the Word of God. Today I declare the Word of God is so on this situation. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. That's what David was saying about Goliath. Who are you? You uncircumcised Philistine, that you think you can defy the armies of the living God and get by with it? Who are you? Well, we can say it another way. Who are you, sickness, that you think that you can defy the child of God? Amen. Glory to God. See, you understand what we're talking about? This is saying, Jesus was telling the disciples, you, this is, you could have done this. You could have done this. You're going to get understanding about how it works, not by the chalkboard. Doing it. <laughs> My God, that opens up so many possibilities. That... Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, I got to finish praying so I can send you home. Father, we thank you right now that you've given your angels charge over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. And you've given us the name of Jesus to invoke, which we invoke right now, declare, in the name of Jesus, say it out loud. In the name of Jesus, there will be no tragedy among us. Now, Father, we thank you right now. Fill us so full of your love that as we leave this place, Everywhere we go, every person we come in contact with, that your love would ooze out of us and touch them with this blessed good news. 
Glory be to God. We give you the praise and thanksgiving for it. Jesus' name. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Find five people. Give them a high five. Say, I'm glad you came to church. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.